0: Part 5, The Death of Robert Engel Chapter 32, April 1997, age 42 Robert was stooped over, his sweat forming small puddles on the ground in front of him. As he caught his breath, his confidence soared, assured that he was about to score the winning point of a friendly game of handball with his friend, Six a tough Latino who got his nickname after having four of his fingers blown off with a shotgun. Robert was about to put the small rubber ball into play when he heard his name boom from the large gray speaker mounted high on the cinder block wall of the long, narrow common area of cell block A. He straightened up. You have a visitor, the distorted voice announced. He put his hands on his hips. Right now? He said back to the speaker as if the person on the other end could hear him. He shook his head as he handed the ball to Six. When I get back, I'm going to finish you off, so don't disappear. He smiled as he shuffled off. Six chuckled, in your dreams, man. Rikers Island is an island of detention facilities in the city of New York. The complex is solely dedicated to housing criminals with various ethnicities and backgrounds and could have as many as 15,000 criminals on any given day. From January to July of 1997, it was Robert's home as he waited for his case to come to trial. He followed his prison guard escort down the corridor to the visitors area, where he got out of his street clothes, the standard wear for inmates awaiting trial, presented himself for a strip search, and then changed into red prison jumpers. From the changing room, he proceeded into a larger room with a multitude of metal tables A baby's cry chimed above the low-level chatter, echoing off the concrete walls as wives, parents, and children visited the inmates. He wrinkled his nose as his mind cataloged the plethora of odors. Strong women's perfume, a diaper that needed changing hours ago, various body odors to name a few. He was brought to one of the tables where two young men sat. Robert recognized them as guys who worked for Nicky. Their chairs screeched across the concrete floor as they promptly stood and greeted Robert. "'Nicky sent us,' one of them said. "'Wanted to see how you're doing.' Robert looked along the perimeter of the room, where guards stood every thirty feet or so, and then sat down. The two young men followed suit. "'I'm all right, for an old Italian white guy. Not very many of us here, but the Latin kings, they've got my back.' "'That's good. I do need some money for commissary.' just dropped a hundred bucks into your account. Robert nodded. Good. How's Nicky? The heavier young man, apparently the spokesman of the two, shrugged his shoulders. Still locked up at MDC, waiting for trial, just like you. Nicky and Lenny both. Yeah, this no-bail business stinks. Does he got his nephew working the case? Robert asked, referring to Joseph, Jojo's son. Yes. Any chance he might get out soon? I don't know. What about you? Who's your lawyer? Robert nodded. Tony Lombardino. How's it going with him? It ain't. Why's that? He needs money. They continued to talk about the case and they updated Robert on what was going on in the neighborhood. When they finally left, they agreed to tell Nicky about Robert's situation with his lawyer and that they'd be sure to keep the commissary money coming.